The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between throwing it down on the Thursday night uh, throwdown. Do yourself a favor and just uh, punch in Jackie Robinson football highlights. Jackie Robinson football. Watch this guy light it up. Number 28 running back with the uh, UCLA uh, Bruins. It's funny, too, going back. I'm seeing a couple of plays here where they ran the Wildcat back then. They basically just snapped the ball directly to Jackie. Uh, great footage here from the USC-UCLA game in 1939. You know, we got we to get my man Brooks, Sports by Brooks, on the show. He's a big Jackie Robinson fan. And I believe Brooks has unearthed some, like, really rare footage that people haven't seen before, too, of Jackie playing football at uh, UCLA. But, yeah, hell, hell of an athlete. Class act, uh, obviously, Jackie Robinson. And uh, somebody that's always been one of my favorite athletes and players. Like, you know, what he had to go through. Um, you know, what, what he had to go through. You know, think of the racism that still exists now. Think now. Like, the, the world that we live in right now, in which, unfortunately, every day you turn on the TV and that's all it is, is depressing. you got to turn it off. You know what I mean? Like, I never imagined, like, I never imagined that in 2021, the world would be as racist as it is, unfortunately. So imagine what he had to go through in the 40s, right? He had to go through in the 40s, man. Yeah. You know, you know, it's just, hey, how about Willie O'Ree, first black hockey player, right? So I see, I see a story today on Jackie Robinson, Dad. You know, these jackasses, half of them don't know who he is. They don't care. And... You know, they wear number 42 because they have to, whatever, on the day. And it's, it's kind of sad. But I see that uh, I see that 100 players, 100-plus uh, uh, players donated their salaries today. And some of these guys make some, a nice chunk of change. So I wanna, you know, I'd like to give credit to the players that actually did this, that donated their salaries today to the, uh, the Jackie Robinson Foundation. Uh, great stuff. Um, as Kurt, Curtis Grandison uh, actually organized it. On April 15, we honor Jackie Robinson as the first player to break the color barrier. Reminder, there's still much work to be done in our game. I want to see the 100 players who actually donated. David Price, Jason Hayward, Jackie Bradley Jr. among the players. The late night anger management class continues. Bring it. Non-stop live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. What, are you not going to listen? We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? 
That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We're here 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 52 weeks a year. Don't believe us. Never turn us off. You'll see. Keep listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. This lady's a dumb and nerdy. Your husband's work is what we call outsider art. It could be by an anti-patient or a hillbilly or a chimpanzee. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Renzi. Mike Blowen's going to join us. We'll get into the National Football League draft and more with uh, with Mike in a couple of minutes. But looking at the NBA picture right now, uh, FanDuel has a prop up to teams to make the playoffs. So teams to make the playoffs right now. And uh, the Washington Wizards are plus 410 to make the playoffs. Yes, plus 410. No, minus 590. The Toronto Raptors, plus 710 to make the playoffs. And for the record, the play-in tournament doesn't count. You need to win the play-in tournament. You need to be one of the two teams that advances after. So you need to like you need to be one of the final eight to, to, to cash this ticket. But so you got the Washington, there's really only three teams left right now. The Washington Wizards. The Toronto Raptors and the Chicago Bulls, right? The Cleveland Cavaliers um, aren't going to catch up, and the Pacers aren't going to lose enough to fall out. So it's 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 basically you've got one spot for these three teams right now: the Washington Wizards, the Toronto Raptors, and the Chicago Bulls. And the Toronto Raptors, who could make the playoffs if they wanted to, clearly are conflicted about what their their plan is uh, right now. Um, listen, they've lost more than they've won, obviously, the Raptors as of late. But instead of just, like, rolling over, like, at one point, guys, they got to the seventh uh, pick, all right? So they were actually going to would have drafted seven. You're getting into the territory of getting a good basketball player now, all right? And why not seven? Why not tank a little bit more and get, you know, get a little lower? But for whatever reason... Then they got to go and win a couple of games. And the next thing you know, they're only a game out of the playoffs right now. And it's pretty clear that they don't want to make the playoffs. Because if they did, they'd say, you know what? We're playing the Orlando Magic tomorrow. And we're playing the Oklahoma City Thunder on Sunday. These are two automatic wins. And then we'll be in the playoff spot. We'll have the play in and the Bulls will be chasing us. And we can stave off the Bulls. We're NBA champions from two years ago. Except it's pretty clear right now, the Raptors are resting. Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam, uh, Van Fleet's still out. OG's not playing. Gary Trent's not playing tomorrow night against the Orlando Magic. Like, I don't know who is playing. Like, Malachi Flynn and who? Chris Boucher? So, like, they basically, so the Raptors, from what I see here, the Raptors are looking and going, oh, my God. The Bulls are choking, and we don't even want to make the playoffs. We want, we want to get into the lottery, right? We want to get into the lottery. We don't even want to make the playoffs, so let's just sit everybody. 
It's pretty crazy, actually. So now, let's discount the Raptors. And I say this is a diehard Raptor fan. It's clear. The Raptors don't want to make the playoffs. I, I believe that they that internally they do want to get a higher draft pick. They're not winning the title. They know it. Everyone knows it. Um, so you sort of discount them. Then it comes down to the Chicago Bulls or the Washington Wizards. Now, they'd have to win when they get in. But where I'm going with this is the Wizards are in play now. The Wizards want to make the playoffs. The Wizards want to make the playoffs. Bradley Beal wants to make the playoffs. Russell Westbrook wants to make the playoffs. The organization wants to make the playoffs. Right? Like they're they're they, you know, like the Wizards aren't like the Raptors where they're in some weird like, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? The Wizards are rolling it out there, and the Wizards know they're not gonna win, but still, they owe it to their fan base and their players. They owe it to Westbrook and Beal who have busted their ass every night. So I'll ask you, Matthias, who's gonna, who do you think, uh, would you take Chicago or Washington? Are you buying into the Wizards crashing the party right now? I like the Wizards. I think they have good personnel. Uh, you know, obviously Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook could take over the game. Russell Westbrook is a triple-double machine right now, so you know that he's in playoff mode right now trying to carry that team into the playoffs. You know, I think they have the belief that they could get there. But I don't think they'll get, you know, I think they can make the playing tournament, which is, in my opinion, their goal. I just don't think they're going to win. Obviously, the goal is the playoffs. I just don't think they're going to get there. I think it's actually going to be Indiana and, uh, and Miami that gets into the playoffs. I think Charlotte's going to bust out, and uh, I don't think Chicago's going to make it either. I think Indiana is going to get Miles Turner back, and they'll start, you know, they'll, they'll get things rolling a little bit to, to, to make that playing game and win their way into the playoffs. Well, they'll lose in the first round, unfortunately. <laughs> I hate the Pacers with a passion. Um, only because do, they cost... Well, no. No, you know what? I don't... It's funny because I don't want to hate them. Karis LeVert's one of my guys. I love Karis LeVert. I, I'm, a big Malcolm Brogd, I'm a big Malcolm Brogdon fan uh, as well. Uh, so, you know, Miles Turner's a good player. I like the Pacers, but they always screw me. They're underachievers. They choke in the playoffs all the time. You know, now, whatever, they're a little, little bit different. But I, I do agree that the Pacers, listen, the Pacers are going to get in and they've got a shot in the little play-in tournament, but they're not going to go much further. The thing with the Wizards is the Wizards' schedule is very manageable, guys, right now. All right? So they host the, uh, they host the Pelicans tomorrow. Then they host the Detroit Pistons on Saturday. And then they host the Oklahoma City Thunder on Monday. That's a potential 3-0 and for the Wizards. That's, you know, they could go 3-0 and here. But the thing is, they're the Wizards. So, you know, you know what? They'll probably beat the Pelicans because the Pelicans are, you know, not good. But they, you know what I mean? The Pelicans have good players. So, you know, the Wizards will probably beat them. Probably stumble and choke and somehow lose to the Pistons <laughs> and then beat the Thunder. I think the Wizards will go two and one out of this. And then on Wednesday, they host Golden State, which actually will be a really fun game. And it's interesting. I'm seeing right now tickets are going for $217 for this game right now um, on Wednesday. Wizards versus Golden State Limited fans. And of course, Steph Curry is uh, coming to town. And Steph Curry right now is absolutely murdering it like you know what i mean like like this this dude it's it's unbelievable what steph curry is doing right now putting the golden state warriors and a bunch of other just dudes on his back right now and and, and carrying this team 
as he did it again tonight. And so, of course, last night he went off and he was 11 to 16 from three. Uh, tonight, he drops 33 points, four rebounds and five assists in another win. The Golden State Warriors are suddenly a very dangerous team uh, with Steph Curry. And, you know, I, I want more, more curry, the better. I said it before and I'll say it again. I love chicken curry and I love Steph Curry. Now, Steph Curry was uh, was not my favorite player when they played against the Toronto Raptors <laughs> in the finals. Uh, but you know what? It's all good because we won. Uh, but I've always been a big Curry fan. His wife's actually from Toronto. Uh, I don't think. Did you know that, uh, Matthias? Did you know that uh, Steph Curry played his uh, high school ball in Toronto? I did not know that. I did not know that. But you learn something new every day. That's good to know. You're listening to this show, you do. Um, I don't know about other shows. I know you did on this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Steph Curry. His father was on the Raptors. So his father was on the Raptors. And you know what's crazy? Like Canadian high school basketball isn't um, isn't as high level as the U.S. prep leagues and stuff like that. And what's crazy is he wasn't even like the big star in the league or anything. You know, as a teenager, he was good. He was younger, right? Yeah, I think he was like 13, 12, 13 in that range, 14-ish, whatever. He was young, right? But um, he wasn't like some, you know what I mean? It wasn't like, oh, my God, this kid's going to be in the NBA. Um, you know, he got it was that Davidson, right? He started to hit the threes at Davidson. It's one of those deals. He's a lot like, um, it's a lot like Tom Brady. Like, if you look at Tom Brady's scouting report, right, in which there's all these, like, they can't play this, can't do this, can't do that. And Steph Curry's scouting report's hilarious, too. They're, like, terrible, can't ball handle, doesn't play defense, skinny, all he can do is shoot, won't make it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's one of those type of deals. He sucks. Mike Blewett next. Bring it. Relax. You don't have to actually play these sports. Just know about them. Keep it here. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. You're listening to a different kind of sports talk. We're not just talk about sports, but talk about sports you can use. Get the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. The late night anger management class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Dave Omarenzi. Let's chop it up and break it down as we are now two weeks away from the National Football League draft. Let's talk NFL football. Let's talk Major League Baseball and more. Mike Blewett steps up and then to break it down. Mike, always a pleasure. How you doing, my man? Doing great, buddy. Excited to this is the time of year. We talked about it last time. A lot of sports going on. We got through the Masters 
and the NCAA tournament, but we turn our focus on baseball, and obviously it's NFL draft season for guys like you and me. Well, I know you love the National Football League uh, draft as much as anybody um, anybody in the business. But before we get there, you're also a New York Yankee fan. Boy. So the Yankees are 5-7 and seven, uh, right now. And one, one thing that makes the Yankees and one thing that makes New York the baseball city that it is, is the fact that every game does matter. In most cities, it's like, well, whatever, it's 162 game schedule. It doesn't matter if they lost last night. Yeah. In New York, every game matters. Every pitch matters. Every at-bat matters. Everything gets, you know, over-exaggerated, um, and in the end, everything works itself out uh, for the New York Yankees. Now, they haven't won a World Series title in a little while, but that's besides the point. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. This year feels different to me. Like, there's a little bit of an early season panic, and I think it's justifiable uh, amongst the Yankee fan base. Now, I don't know. You're a prudent and smart man. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you're more patient right now, but... You know, I think there are a lot of red flags as far as this Yankee team is concerned uh, moving forward uh, this year, Mike. Uh, five and seven right now after 12, two weeks in right now. What's your opinion on this Yankees uh, start? Uh, well, I would say relative to the average Yankee fan, I probably am a little bit more patient. But I think what's frustrating about it is a couple of things. One, you saw from opening day, Gabe, is that all of the issues nobody would sit everybody would sit here or most of us sat here and said you know what that yankee 95 and a half win total as high it is they're going to clobber the american league into smithereens over the course of the season and win a whole bunch of games but to somebody that as you said hasn't won the world series in a while that isn't where the problems creep up they typically are there typically are issues in October. The pitching isn't quite good enough. The hitting, the small ball components of hitting don't exist. And literally on opening day, they couldn't get a run home to score uh, in a tight game, and they lost that game. And those small ball issues still exist for them to be in being able to manufacture runs. But what's at the heart of their issues, and some people would point to the pitching isn't good enough, let, I, I need to give that more than 12 games, to be honest. But what is an issue right now is that Aaron Judge is already out of the lineup a couple of times. And the fourth, the three through six hitters, Gabe, have been the worst in all of Major League Baseball. So you'd think that might work itself out over time, maybe, but it's still a concern for them to be the worst in the entire league. So we've had two no hitters already. Uh, Mike, what do you make of this right now? I went on a Twitter rampage, and I, I often, well, whatever, I went on a Twitter rampage. That's that's not new. Uh, but uh, discussing launch angles. I hate this stuff. Launch angles. And um, I mean, it's not just the two no-hitters, but as somebody that's on the air during these games, Mike, and betting on them, you'd be surprised how many scrub pitchers are getting to the fifth inning, like, with no hits allowed. Robbie Ray the other night against the New York Yankees. Yeah. Uh, Peterson um, the other night with the Mets. Yeah. I get it. I'm not saying these guys are terrible, but there's something going on here, isn't there? Yeah, these K props and these first five bets, which is something that you've uh, you sort of frankly taught me about as I started getting more and more into baseball wagering are things that are live just about every night. Right. You don't necessarily have to bet the entire game. But early in this season, I, I think year over year, we're obviously seeing this trend of people striking out more and more. Twenty five percent of the at bats result in strikeouts and, and everything else that's associated with it. But we also do have to consider, Gabe, that. COVID still did have an impact, right? 
we had the stop and start season in both Major League Baseball and we saw it in the NHL and in the NBA. And we're seeing lasting impact in the NBA. I think we could still be seeing lasting impact in MLB that might take a while to work itself out to the All-Star break or perhaps sooner, uh, where hitters are perhaps in a better groove than they are. But you're right. I think pitchers are feasting on hitters early in the season. They need to suck it up and stop being such wusses. Look at the NHL. Uh, Mike, the Vancouver Canucks recovering from the Brazilian variant of COVID. Yeah, and all kidding aside, do you believe the NHL actually wants these guys to play 19 games in 31 days coming back wow. from COVID? And, and not just regular COVID. They've got the Brazilian one. A couple of players were in the hospital. They don't want to let, you know, they don't want to say which ones. Yeah. Two Vancouver Canuck players are in the hospital. JT Miller's talking about brain fog uh, right now. And, and they want to roll these guys out, um, as you stated. I know I think people like people already look at athletes sort of as non-human and like a video game. Oh, well, they're making a lot of money. So shut up and shut up. Well, it's like yeah, yeah. some things are just physically impossible to do. Yeah. Playing 19 NHL games in 31 days is one of those things that is physically impossible to do. All right. You know what else is physically impossible to do? NFL analysts not saying stupid things in the lead up to the draft, uh, right? So Dan Orlovsky, uh, welcome to the club. We've all been there. We've all said something stupid. My phone has rang before. What the hell did you say that for? I didn't. I didn't mean that. What you mean? No, oh, look, I've done it. We've all been there. Um, I, you know, I didn't really realize. I thought no one was watching. Like sometimes, like you know what I mean? In the old days, yeah. like, I used to say things. I'm like, wow, whatever. I shouldn't have said that. But then I get a call. They're like, dude, you can't say that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I never said that. Like and, when you're on the air for three or four hours in a row, Gabe, the stuff just seeps out of your head. That's it, exactly. And then somebody's like, you realize you just said that to a live audience, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Call exactly. that guy by the wrong name or whatever. And most of the time it's not ratification for it. But um, I find it interesting now. Lewis Riddick. All right. So Lewis Riddick uh, of ESPN has his um, his concerns about Trevor Lawrence's recent comments in which Trevor Lawrence uh, did a uh, a, um, a long form interview with Sports Illustrated in which uh, Trevor Lawrence says, I want people to know that I'm passionate about uh, what I do and it's really important to me. Uh, but I don't have this huge chip on my shoulder that everyone's out to get me and I'm going to prove everybody wrong. I just don't have that and I can't manufacture that. I don't want to. Lewis Riddick is taken aback because, of course, everybody in the NFL is going to be coming at him. And this isn't the attitude uh, that you need. I, you know, I don't know if I can eloquently put this the right way, Mike, but all these NFL like GMs, oh, I'm not going to look at a kid that opted out last year. Uh, you know, I'm going to ask them if their mother was ever a prostitute before because it'll toughen them up. Their way hasn't worked. How many of these guys like live in this world about, well, no, we don't like this kid because of that. And we don't like this because of this. And your franchise has never won a Super Bowl before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, like these guys, like they're way off and wrong. And it's like they want unless the kids. So they want Trevor Lawrence to say, unless I win a Super Bowl with the Jacksonville Jaguars, I'm going to commit suicide. I guess it's like unless he says that he doesn't care enough to them. And it's an effing joke because I'm sorry, Mr. Riddick, but Trevor Lawrence has more talent than you did as a player. And it doesn't matter that he doesn't hate the world and have a chip on his shoulder. You know, he's still a blue chip prospect. I just hate this stuff when they start like just criticizing comments that the kids make now.
Yeah, I, I think it's paralysis by overanalysis, Gabe. The the reality is that people will set themselves up for these types of discussions. But when push comes to shove and you're pushing all your chips on the table on draft night, Jamar Chase, Panay Sewell, Micah Parsons and Trey Lance, guys that did not play it might be in the, the last year, <laughs> are all going to be in the top 10 or 12 picks in the draft. So you mean Trevor, the best wide receiver available, yeah. the best linebacker available, right. best, offensive uh, the lineman, best offensive lineman available. The and biggest somehow, upside quarterback in yeah, Trey Lance. And I like this in some GFs. Well, no, I don't know. I wonder about their passion for the sport. I would be the opposite. I'd be like, you know what? This kid's smart. He knew he was going to be one of the top five pick in the Plus, NFL draft. He didn't play. I think this kid's got a head on his shoulders. The number one pick in the draft just a few years ago was Miles Garrett. And the same types of stories were coming out about Miles Garrett because he said he was interested in art, that football wasn't his only passion. So people want these guys to be robots and eat. Uh, breathe and sleep football, but I don't care. It could. He's married. He's got other priorities in his life. As long as he's dedicated to football, which, by the way, since he's been a sophomore in high school, he's lost two football games due to his <laughs> superior play. It's okay. He's lost love- two games since he's a sophomore in high school. I think we're good to go. If you have other doubts about Trevor Lawrence, that's fine. But suggesting that he's not passionate enough is silly to me. I think it's a Brady-Rogers impact, too. Those two guys really do play with a massive chip on their shoulder. They've done it really well for a long time, so people want them to be mirror images of those two. I don't think you have to be. Trevor Lawrence is a different cat, and I'm okay with him being the number one pick. Mike blew it uh, with us, and you know, I can't help but think back, and the kid just keeps delivering in which uh, Anthony Edwards coming out of Georgia. Remember last year before the NBA draft when they asked him, who's your favorite NBA team? Who's your favorite player growing up? Don't have one. Don't know. What do you mean don't know? I don't know. I didn't watch the NBA. Not an NBA fan. Right. What do you mean you're not an NBA fan? You know, it wasn't my dream. To, he said, I didn't grow up dreaming about playing in the NBA. But, you know, here we are. Uh, people, oh, I a big red flag, a kid. It doesn't like, oh, well, it looks like he's yeah. lighting it up right now. And I love right, right. And the answer about A-Rod. What do you think jamming. about A-Rod? Yeah, you saw his quote? You saw his quote about A-Rod. Yeah, he yeah. said, what do you think about A-Rod buying the team? He goes, who? He goes, I, I don't know. who. He goes, I know that's the new owner, but I don't know. He said he's a baseball player. He goes, I don't watch baseball. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so that that's another thing that sort of leads into exactly what I was going to say is that you're also jamming the microphone in front of 19-year-olds' faces like they're supposed to be worldly kids. They don't – A-Rod, A-Rod retired a while ago when this kid was still in grade school. Think about it. It doesn't feel like that long ago, but A-Rod was out of our consciousness as a superior baseball player when this kid was still walking to junior high school. So I don't expect him to know everything about it. It's hard for some of us that are a little older to adapt to that. But you know what? We've lived a few extra decades. It's all right. And it won't affect how many points he scores in a game, whether he knows who A-Rod is or whether he knows who, um, uh, you know, he knows who Isaiah Thomas is. All right, we'll take a quick break. More with Mike Blewett on the other side. Remember that state championship game you played in high school? Yeah. We, we can't get over it either. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah. 
The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. If sports talk stations were cars, we'd be the one that you drove the wheels off of in high school, cruising for chicks and going to the game on Friday nights, then forgetting where you parked it till Saturday morning and you had to get your buddy to drive you around looking for it. I think I see it, man. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Lomarenzi. Breaking it down with Mike Blewett. The countdown of the National Football League draft is on. So, uh, Mike, it was funny. Just just last night I was talking on the program about how um, we were waiting for more uh, props and more options to be posted uh, by FanDuel. And ask and you shall receive because they did exactly that. They threw a bunch of more players up on the board. The big topic of conversation is Justin Fields slash Mac Jones. And I swear to God, every damn guest that we've had on the program uh, over the last week and a half or two have all been locked in. Oh, it's Mac Jones. It's Mac Jones. They're not hiding it. It's Mac Jones uh, going third overall to San Francisco. Well, now we see Justin Fields. Uh, listed at three and a half, and FanDuel wasn't the the only sports book out there. Basically, I guess Mike today the um, the um, the theme of the day is Justin Fields has uh, climbed the draft board, and maybe ooh, maybe it's Fields going to San Francisco now. Yeah. Who knows? No one knows. Everyone said, "Oh, it's for sure, it's Mac Jones." Yeah. So I tried to get out in front of this on Twitter a couple of days ago, and feel free to follow me there at, at Mike Blewett. I was telling everybody the. The odds had gotten to Justin Fields plus 250 as of Monday to be the number third overall pick. And for him to be under four and a half was minus 106. It is now 72 hours later, Gabe, and Justin Fields is minus 160 to be the number three overall pick. Mac Jones is plus money and Fields over under is down to three and a half as opposed to four and a half. And it's got heavy juice on it. Here's the reality when it comes to draft props and you could also say this for players next team and coaching props when they come out on the books there is no data they are guessing and the markets can be really inefficient so when you see a book whoever it may be get a little bit over their skis on a number you should take a position on it i think that it's going to be justin fields i think mac i think zach wilson goes second and i think it's fields because i did a study of kyle shanahan and all the quarterbacks that were on his teams when he was on staff and the only time that he paid a lot of draft capital to move up was when washington selected robert griffin his dad was the head coach he was the offensive coordinator i find it hard to believe that he is going up to take a non-mobile quarterback with the number three pick it's 2021 he's a he's a brilliant offensive mind and i don't think he's going to take a guy that's a little bit more throwback than a guy that's a little bit more futuristic in a division where he plays with kyler murray and russell wilson I think Justin Fields is the best quarterback in this NFL uh, draft after Trevor Lawrence. And, and it's all about situations. And put it this way, 
Would you rather be Trevor Lawrence and end up with the Jacksonville Jaguars and this train wreck that is about to be Urban Meyer over the next couple of years? Or, or Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers? Right? Can you, Not like, close. just what a difference in, like, just career pass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just like if you're Justin Fields, I've never bought it and I've stood strong. And I swear, Mike, a lot of people, oh, no, no, they've almost, like, announced it. No, no, it's going to be Mac Jones. It's going to be Mac Jones. And I'm thinking, so what, they traded these picks to draft up to take a game manager that was surrounded by superior talent at Alabama. Justin Fields is the real deal, guys. Like, I don't, you know, it's, it's, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out in the end. Or, for all we know, they shock us and it's Trey Lance. Right? That's, that's, could, the, that's the yeah. beautiful thing about this stuff. <laughs> it, it could be. I think the thing that would surprise me about Lance, and the reason that I think it's Fields, is because the Niners are still in win-now mode. They have excellent defensive players. They have an offensive line and a bunch of young weapons. I think Fields is the guy that fits a profile that Shanahan wants in being mobile and athletic and has a good long-term uh, trajectory, but without the potential ramp-up period that he might need. Because I think he's got a lot of doubts about Jimmy G, keeping Jimmy G and, say, having Trey Lance be an understudy to him. I think Fields can slot in right away. Like, Gabe, what if what if Justin Fields has the same early uh, career trajectory that Kyler Murray has? That would put the Niners potentially back in the Super Bowl. Kyler's been great. If Justin Fields is similar, even if he's not winning the MVP, he can get them back to the Super Bowl playing like that. I don't know. I think you could argue Justin Fields is every bit as good. Yeah, as Kyle. That's the thing. Yeah. I thought I think I, just, I, just, I yeah, Justin Fields has been underrated coming into this draft. Yet we'll see if a smart NFL football team knows this and and takes him. And it might be uh, San Francisco. I'm a little upset. I've been pounding the. I've been you know just double bass drum, uh, blast death metal style, telling people that the Jamar Chase prop at six and a half was 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 the best one on one of the best ones on the board. Yeah. It's now five and a half. And that's yeah. a massive freaking difference. Yep. Massive, massive difference, because we had Cincinnati, who I think he's going to go to. And we had Miami five, six. Now we lose that option suddenly. And we know Atlanta's not taking them. Mm-hmm. They might take Kyle Pitts, but they're not taking a wide receiver. So. You know that that prop, uh, you know that that prop is strange. Now. But let me ask you, Mike, the New York Jets—they seem to be locked in on Zach Wilson, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what we're all assuming right now. But yeah, is that the right choice, Zach Wilson, or are they? Should they be taking Justin Fields? I mean, if you're asking me, who I would take, I'd be more likely to take Fields, but. If you're asking me who the Jets are going to take, I think it's Zach Wilson. I feel pretty good about that. I think it's why the Niners moved up to three, because they knew who was going one and two. Uh, So I think they went up there to get their guy. If the Jets took fields, even as it stands right now, yeah, I would be surprised, but I would think it's a good selection. Uh, I I would say that you and I are in complete lockstep on the Jamar Chase prop. At six and a half, I thought it was the biggest lock on FanDuel of all the over-unders at five and a half it's now a coin flip because we know it's three quarterbacks and then it's got to be he's got to go four or five and there's likely to be an offensive lineman in there so uh does somebody is somebody out of their mind to go with pits now i see the pits uh over-under has now moved back that was four and a half now that's five and a half if you still had to ask me gabe i think chase is the under and pits is the over let me ask those top five 
Mike Blewett uh, with us as we're talking NFL draft. So let me ask you about a player. We discussed this uh, this uh, player last night on the program with um, with somebody that covers Penn State, Micah Parsons. And I don't know if you saw the uh, the hit job in the New York Post yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, on Parsons about wow, there's red flags about his personality. Um, whatever he was, he was suspended in high school for inciting a riot. Uh, yeah, that's kind of strong words. And as I stated last night, Mike, come on, who hasn't uh, been charged with inciting a riot? Uh, that's that's like that's he's a patriot. He's a patriot. Uh, hey, you've been in a couple of mosh pits in your own life. You, somebody could probably nail you for inciting a riot just for being in a mosh pit. I've actually been uh, I've been warned and threatened with being charged with that before myself. So that's why I have the kids back home. No, but honestly, when you look at the kid, we keep hearing this red flags, red flags, red flags, right? Red flags. It's like, all right, there was an incident in a high school cafeteria. Um, in which you know, police alleged that he tried to start a riot and sort of revolt against the police. And he was part of a hazing incident, allegedly in a, in a civil lawsuit that him and other Penn State football players haze a couple of other kids on Penn State. It's kind of standard stuff. You know what I mean? Like yeah. compared to like some other stuff out there, this is said, you know, kind of said standard stuff. And I like how he owned it, Mike. He said, yeah, I made mistakes when I was 17 years old. Yep. He goes, who has it? Yeah, he said, I'm a father. I've got a three-year-old child, and he goes, my life is good. He goes, all I care about is being a good father, and he hasn't gotten in any trouble. He opted out. Guy looked like a beast at the workouts at his pro day. Over under 12 and a half. I don't think he should last to 12 and a half. I don't think he will. I'm going to say under. What's your take? 12 and a half, Parsons. I would lean to the under, but given the other bets that we could have on the board, Gabe, I probably don't want to get involved because I, I think people could in the NFL could back off of him for even if even if you and I agree that, you know what, this stuff's probably in his rearview mirror and he's learning how to navigate life as an adult and he might have his head on straight. But uh, things happen closer to the draft. These hit jobs, I, I would lean that it's, he's still probably under. But there's other ones that I think I can take advantage of that are better bets to me than this with that uncertainty hanging over it. He's a super freak athlete. Absolutely. And, you know, I don't I don't know the kid personally, so I can't attest to his character. But I'm not overly concerned about either of these incidences. Yeah, I, think so. I don't I don't care about what happened in a high school cafeteria. They yeah. I mean, short of a sexual assault. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what? Like, you know what I mean? Him and his, some kids, they got into it with the cops at a cafeteria. Yeah, this isn't an Aaron is, Hernandez situation exactly. where, there were, where there were gun incidents outside, you know, him firing a gun was an incident uh, prior to him being drafted. This isn't like that. I know it's easy to pick on Aaron Hernandez given everything that ultimately well, happened, but his record before the draft had serious red flags. This well, he isn't actually that shot someone at the University yeah. of Florida. <laughs> yes. A little bit different. You're right. You're, you're, and you know what? It's funny, though. They're, they're, they're crying about Trevor Lawrence is too laid back. And what? so what? Parsons is too what? Parsons is an NFL player. Like, when I hear this inciting riot, yeah. <laughs> inciting riot hazing, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's an NFL linebacker. Perfect. You'll fit right in. The best linebacker you know I mean? in the draft. And you'll be an alpha yeah, male yeah. in the NFL. He's going to scare people there. Like, it's just like that, that's the way it is. Uh, but I'm looking here. I just don't see it. I just don't see it. So um, I think suddenly I got to tell you, Miami are a weird team. All right. God knows what the Dolphins will ever do. You can never, you know, typecast them. So 
you know, the Detroit Lions, I think the Lions are in play for Parsons. I don't think that would be crazy talk. Um, uh, it wouldn't be, but I, I think the Lions, uh, that would be interesting because now they have their QB, right? And it, Why not the Lions? The, QB. The, Lions the, only thing, the only doubt I have on the Lions, I think the Lions want to move out in the worst way because they have so many holes and they've shown their ability to sort of jettison any players they want. Uh, I, I think they, they want to move out. I think the Falcons want to move out. Uh, the Dolphins, you're right, they can be kind of quirky, but if the Dolphins just sit there and Chase is there, they'll absolutely take him. But uh, Parsons would be interesting. New What's York that? Giants! New York Giants! <laughs> For Parsons? Yes! Yeah. I mean that's Come right. On. That's right down. They need that's a right pass down. Rusher. That that is right down Gettleman's alley. But they've shown an inability to be able to select linebackers in the first round. It's like 20 years since they. Well, passed, this is so. slapping them in the face. And I love in the New York Post they even said this kid will be the next LT. So take him. <laughs> it's probably why it's there. It's probably why it's out there, Gabe. Gettleman's hoping to put a no, hit job right. on him so he falls. Yeah, you're right. Gettleman called the post. Hey, you hear he incited a riot in high school. Huh? Like you heard about that. Like, uh, <laughs> all right, Mike, we'll get we'll get you out of here. We got one minute. So what's the player on the board? What's another prop that you like uh, here? So uh, I I think that we hit on the ones that I really like, but I, I'm I think Jalen Waddle is the other one that goes is the next receiver that goes. I, I think the three pass catchers that go in the top ten are Waddle. Chase and Pitts. I think Devontae Smith starts to slide because as, as accomplished as he is, I think people are worried about his size over the long haul, even though the irony of this draft class is that it's a really deep wide receiver class, but none of these guys are that big. Mike Blewett uh, breaking it down. Well, Mike, um, the NFL draft talk is really going to start to pick up. We've been all over it almost on a nightly basis yeah. uh, since the night after the Super Bowl. So I'm fired up to break down all these new props that are up on the board. To follow uh, Mike Blewett on Twitter. And don't forget, you can catch him right here on the Sports Brain Radio Network and Television Network. Mike, always a pleasure. Man. Thanks a lot for taking time to be with us. Thanks, buddy. We should come with a warning label. Caution. 24-hour sports talk. May cause mild addiction. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. There's only ever been one thing in your life that's been there for you. It's meant memories, family, friends. And yeah, we'll say it. Fun. Welcome to your home for talking sports. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Three minute warning. Level three. Great stuff uh, tonight. Eno Saris, Mike Blewett, Teddy Covers, Big Card Julio. Uh, we had a full house uh, here uh, this evening. 
Um, so looking at the NFL draft props right now, very interesting player is Trey Lance. And, you know, the, these draft props, guys, are all driven by the media, right? It's all driven by Tom McShay. It's all driven by Mel Kuyper and what they report. The odds makers, uh, as Mike Blewett stated, they don't have any you know, data on this. It's not like you're betting an in-game against a computer, right? They don't know. You know how the hell do they know? You think that you know the San Francisco Gi- uh, San Francisco 49ers are calling FanDuel's uh, president and telling them this is what we're going to draft? No, they're in it like with the rest of us. And you'll notice these wild swings due to media, media purges. And the fact of the matter is that the media doesn't know either. They make stuff up. Um, they create stuff. They think because something makes sense. That's what the sports media does. And specifically with the NFL draft is you'll hear like on draft night, you'll see there'll be a couple of surprises in the top 10 or whatever, right? And, and surprises due to what? Surprises because what? ESPN, you're surprised because that's not like your rankings. You're not a general manager, Mel Kuyper. And if you were so great at, you know, picking players, you would be, right? You're not. Right. So because, you know, you think that a team made a mistake doesn't mean they made a mistake. And the odds makers don't really have a choice. Look at dude. I said all along, Mac Jones wasn't going to be the third pick. Everybody bought in. Well, they went to the pro day and oh, Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Mac Jones they got taken off the damn board today. All right. So I don't, you know, who knows with this, you know, the stuff with Mac Jones and the tweets, I guess we'll find out in the coming days. But I'm telling you right now. Uh, Trey Lance over under seven and a half right now. Plus 172 is the over. It's minus 215. I, you know, I think somebody's going to trade up and get Trey Lance. Somebody's going to surprise people and trade up. They're not going to play around. Trey Lance has too much talent to, like, not take. Micah Parsons over under 12 and a half. He's not getting to 13. Lock that one in. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Look, you have a simple choice. Keep listening and get the winning edge, or don't. And wish you had. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.